It's Mark Reardon for C-Speak, the language of executives, sponsored by PNC Bank, along with Michael Scully, regional president of PNC Bank. Today, we're taking a deep dive into technology with Tom Swip, president and CEO at Swip Systems. All right, Tom Swip is the president and CEO at Swip Systems. He joins us on C-Speak. Tom, welcome to C-Speak. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm excellent. So you launched Swip Systems 22 years ago. Where did that entrepreneurial drive come from? You know, I was thinking back when I saw that question, and I really think that it must have come from my two grandpas. I had one grandpa that was uh, in haircutting and another grandpa that was in antiques. And then my mom always pushed me to get out and do things. I started my first window washing business when I was nine and moved to bicycle repair and boat and car repair and just kind of built companies along the way. So I think it really comes from my, my grandparents. That's nice. I love to hear stories like that, right? Yeah, That's cool. where you get the work ethic. I can say that you know my first job was working as a part-time janitor with my grandfather. I was probably six. Maybe the cash was under the table. The IRS didn't know about it. But, yeah, they provide a lot of memories and inspiration, right? Yeah, absolutely. I had a couple of uncles, too, that ran a few businesses that helped. Uh, Tom, we rarely hear technology and culture in the same sentence. Can we really use technology to grow culture? You know, whenever we talk about that, we really hear that same question. Uh, I'd like to paint two pictures if, if we could. The first picture being you walk into the break room of an older company that's been around for many years and there's a green refrigerator in the corner. Maybe there's paneling on the walls or something like that. It's a dark atmosphere. There's green screens all around. Everyone's flipping through green bar paper. And then the newer company uh, where you can walk down the hall and you can reserve your favorite conference room with an iPad sitting on the wall. And uh, then you can go check to make sure that your reservation made it in. You can go onto things like Salesforce, like we were talking about earlier, and you can see deals. You can go into KPI dashboards and find out exactly where the company's at, everything along those lines. So if you think about the first company, it might be slow. Uh, they're inundated with paper. They're inundated with frustration. You know, they can't get what they need to out of their systems. You think about the newer company, they've got everything that they need at their fingertips. That older company's full of frustration. It's full of a mundane work attitude. They might just be getting by. The new company's kind of chomping at the bit to see what's next. And and to see how they can grow because they have everything that they need right now. So if you take those two companies and you take a look at what it is about them, that directly affects the culture. So am I going to be an old dinosaur company where the everything is slow and frustrating and I have to just trudge through everything day to day where I can't get out of my head or out of my daily tasks to move forward? Or the newer company where I have everything that I need and it allows me to put a lot of things out of my head, get rid of the tribal knowledge, get it into the systems and allows me to build what I need to go forward and think outside the box. Tom, what are some of the most creative ways you're seeing companies use technology to engage customers? You know, we're really seeing a real wide variety of things on the front end with mobile apps. So uh, if you can picture I walk out to a client and I have everything I need at my fingertips. So maybe I can measure a gap in a door or maybe I can knock two pieces of wood together. Maybe I can do surveys of client machines and all of that information is fed into the mobile app. And the mobile app then uh, comes and it gives me all the information that I would need about a given uh, set of products. A lot of this I can't talk about because it's under NDA. Uh, but it allows me to see all the details that I would need about a given set of product, a product line or anything along those lines. So if I can get out there in front of the client and show them that I'm using technology to quickly get to the decision that they need, I'm going to look cutting edge. I'm going to look like I really know what I'm doing. And I can move the sales process forward faster. Tom, every business wants that competitive edge. Uh, could you provide some ways that technology provides this edge? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to get into a little bit of a question that we might run into down the road, and that is that most companies are running their businesses through the rearview mirror. 
So if you think about the size of the rear view mirror in your car versus the windshield, the windshield's a whole lot larger than the, the rear view mirror. The rear view mirror I need because I need to check where I've been, I need to check my surroundings, and I need to make sure that I've, I've accomplished what I need to accomplish. But the windshield is much larger, and I can see much more out the windshield, and it tells me exactly where I'm heading. Uh, most companies that are looking through the rearview mirror have a very myopic view of what has transpired in the past. So if you think about things like, uh, I'm going to do a monthly review of my revenue, I'm going to do a monthly review of my sales. If I'm always looking at my last 30 days and I'm not necessarily looking forward, then I'm not going to be able to see the opportunities in front of me. So if you think about things like uh, the KPI dashboards that we talked about earlier, where I have everything in front of me, not only of what I was doing in the past, but what I can do going forward, then that is really going to make me have a competitive advantage because I'm looking further down the road. Uh, I used to be a driver for UPS, and we always used to teach the other drivers to keep your head up in steering so you would look up and down the road, and it actually kept your truck between the lines, and you didn't swerve so much in between, and you were heading towards your direction. So if you can keep your head up in steering in your business and look through the windshield rather than the rearview mirror, you'll get where you're going faster, and it'll give you a competitive adv- advantage over your customers. So reducing risk can certainly keep our C-Speak community up nights. I'm assuming technology can help there, too. So since most companies really aren't aware of the risk that they have around them, they don't know how to measure it. They don't know how to react to it. But if I have dashboards, if I have tools at hand, let's say that I'm running low on inventory on a given product, that's a risk to the organization that I might not know about. A lot of companies that we've experienced run things through their gut feelings. They might feel, hey, it seems like sales are getting low, but they don't actually have a true number of what that pipeline looks like. Or they might walk out into the warehouse and see that inventory looks low, but they don't know exactly what product they're looking for or anything along those lines lines. So those are all risks to the organization that you may or may not be aware of. And technology can actually help you measure the inventory. It can help you measure your pipeline. It can help you measure your past revenue and look at capacity of what you have and measure your current capacity and current workload going forward. So without those KPIs or those critical dashboards, you won't have the ability to manage and maintain that risk. Tom, many companies now use Salesforce. In what other ways is technology used to increase efficiencies and gain control of process? That's a great question. So Salesforce, if you're not familiar, is what's considered a CRM, a customer resource management piece of software. And what that means is from the time that I meet a prospect until the time that I close the deal, I can manage that process all the way through. Uh, Many companies use Salesforce much more extensively than that. Some people actually build out their entire system around it. So with that Salesforce being the front end piece of the software, you also have to consider that in the middle there's operations, and then at the end there's customer follow-up and accounting. So um, all the way through the process, if I use Salesforce to manage my front end, and I can hand that data off into some kind of a nice operation system that can manage my production, my inventory levels, my uh, customer service results, and then pass that information off to a nice accounting system, which most companies have these days, you know, whether it be QuickBooks or Oracle Financials, they've got something that's going to manage the financials. Uh, And then off into a corrective action or customer follow-up suite, anywhere along those lines, you can actually use technology to measure and uh, maintain every portion of the process all the way through. So if you look back through some of the things that we've talked about, how can we improve culture with technology? How can I reduce risk with technology? How can I uh, now gain better insight in the company? If I can get my systems up to the point in time where they're all current, they're not causing frustrations, they give the people what they need at their fingertips or in their pocket. So if I have all of these tools in place from the front end sales process through production, through accounting, through to corrective action and follow-up, what 
I have is a way of actually measuring what's going on inside my organization. Most people don't really have a good measurement of what's going on inside the organization. So with technology, if you can get those different components of the process in place, I'm going to have more efficient operations. I'm going to have better trained people. I'm going to have uh, less tribal knowledge. I'm going to have standardized processes that people can follow and move through so that I don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. I'm going to be able to measure what's coming into my organization, what's going out of my organization. I'm going to be able to measure the revenue that's generated. I can follow up on corrective action, and I can see the process all the way through digitally. So if I can have all those components in place, my bottom line is going to improve purely from the fact that I'm streamlined, I have better processes, I have better trained people, I'm not reinventing the wheel every time, and I can move through the operations much faster than competition. Many of our C-Speak guests are involved in helping grow our St. Louis community. Tom, where do you focus your energies? I'm a firm believer that a rising tide floats all boats. So we're involved in many different organizations around St. Louis. One that we started about seven years ago is called the Midwest Manufacturing Leaders. So about seven, eight years ago, we saw this resurgence of everyone uh, that was offshoring, bringing manufacturing back onshore. And what we did is we started a group on LinkedIn, and that group on LinkedIn's grown to about 8,200 people, 8,500 people right now. Uh, and then about four or five years ago, what we decided to do was bring that into a real-world event. So we get about 100, and, 100 to 120 people together uh, six to eight times a year. Sometimes it's manufacturers only. Sometimes it's manufacturers and service providers. And we bring people together to build relationships. So we have a great networking time before our events. And then we bring in a really good speaker that's going to teach our crowd, our members, about something that they need to know in their business. We've done everything from culture to packaging to uh, account management uh, transition of your business, everything along those lines. So that's one of the key ways that we get involved. We also are involved in something called the Entrepreneurship Institute, where we host two events every year uh, for business leaders only. One is a two-thirds day event out at Washington University, and one is a breakfast that's coming up in the fall. Uh, unfortunately, it's by invitation only, so I can't tell you where that's going to be. Uh, but we have a breakfast in the fall, and it's the same concept where we bring uh, business owners together to build relationships and learn and then I'm also part of the Entrepreneurs Organization and a few other memberships around town that really are focused on building St. Louis. Tom, what do are, what are the next five years look like for technology? You know, it's an interesting question. Most people think that we're cutting edge and we're using everything, you know, current and everything along those lines. But what we're actually using is 10 to 20-year-old technology in a lot of cases. Uh, you know, if we look at the cloud, the cloud is just another resurgence of the Internet that started really strong in the early 1990s. Uh, but Right now, what we're looking at is really three things that are coming our way. One of them is artificial intelligence. One of them is machine learning. Uh, and then I'm going to back up. Yep. There are actually several things coming our way. Uh, we have machine learning coming our way, artificial intelligence coming our way, robotic process automation, and then visor technology. So I'll start with the last one. Uh, as I pick up my cell phone in my hand and look at this, about five years from now, we're not going to be carrying these five to ten years from now. The prediction is that we're all going to be wearing visors or glasses. And if I were to sit here and look around the room right now, I could actually see, you know, here's Mark and here's Mike and here's maybe a little bit of a detail about who they are and what they do. And uh, I would be able to look around the room and see everybody involved. And uh, we would stop using cell phones for uh, calls and things along those lines, but we would all be wearing glasses, not all the time, but you might walk into a conference room and there's a set of glasses laying there for everyone. Everyone picks up their glasses and they watch the presentation actually through the glasses rather than up on a big screen or on a projector. So that's a few years out. But if we step back a little bit about what's happening right now, like with artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence is all around us right now. It's in the, it's in the systems that are running your, uh, your audio here for the company, for KMOX. It is inside of our phones. It's just all around us right now. 
artificial intelligence is running every flight that is above our heads right now. The only time that a human gets involved in a flight is the first seven minutes for takeoff and the last seven minutes when they land. Everything else is handled by artificial intelligence. Right now there's AI running to make sure that that person that's trying to use your credit card is actually you. There's AI on your phone right now where it's trying to auto-suggest who might be included into emails and things along those lines. So it's truly all around us and it's just going to grow and expand. You'll see it more in, let's say, a logistics company where they might have multiple warehouses and they're trying to determine where the best location is to ship from. Those types of tools are are available now and they're going to become much more robust as we go. And then that evolves into machine learning. Machine learning is actually where the machines are learning from themselves. So it's getting pretty deep. There's a couple companies around St. Louis that are actually into machine learning, but it's the computer getting smarter as it progresses and as it learns. There's less human involvement and there's more digital involvement. And then if we look at RPA, robotics process automation, robotics process automation is the ability to take some of the mundane tasks that we're doing on a daily basis and turning them into mini robots that do them for us. Now, this isn't the kind of robot that you're going to see walking around the office or a robotic arm moving around, but let's take, for instance, faxes coming in uh, on orders over a fax machine, if people still use those these days. The, the robot would actually go through and it would scrape the data out of that fax and it would turn that into real data inside of an order entry system. So it's little bitty processes like that that are going to be used more and more, are automated more and more often so that uh, we don't have to do as many smaller tasks. And once again, back to our earlier discussion, the mundane tasks are taken out of our way and we can get outside of our heads and think bigger about we need, what we need to do. Tom, Mike, thanks for joining us today for another C-Speak interview. C-Speak, sponsored by PNC Bank. Innovation. Resilience. Agility. It's how Michigan businesses continue to build the future. Our expertise, talented workforce, and proven adaptability are making a difference now and shaping the future. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org slash radio to put your plans in motion. That's michiganbusiness.org slash radio.